Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. So as 2023 comes to an end and we gear up for a little break for the holidays, I have been thinking a lot about my own New Year's resolutions for myself personally, but also my goals for my family and parenting in 2024. Dr. Dean, I'm curious how you feel about New Year's resolutions. I hate them. I really hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Because the way I think about it is if you really want to make a change, why wait for something artificial, an artificial date like New Year's? I mean, I don't mean to be such a curmudgeon, but what's the point? Just make the change. If you want to have a if you want to do something different, just do it, right? Um, okay. I, I'm not surprised that was your answer, <laughs> honestly. But I have to say, I love a New Year's resolution. Because it's like it is a time, a point in time where we can be excited about making these big changes. I personally love setting goals for the new year. Do I always achieve them and, um, you know, make it through? Absolutely not. But I like the idea of working to better myself. I agree with you. If you want to do something, you shouldn't wait until, you know, January 1st where Mm -hmm. everyone is going to join the gym and you're going to have to wait for the elliptical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I do really like them. And I am always a sucker for the typical lifestyle, exercise, mental health focused resolutions. Mm -hmm. I think it's great to try to be a better person in some way and to always be thinking about that, to be more kind to others, to be more kind to yourself, to yourself by, you know, doing doing those self-care resolutions and to have personal goals. And resolutions are not just for adults. And maybe this is where the New Year's resolutions come in better because it's a good time. It's a good marker to talk with your kids about what a resolution is and ask them if they want to participate in setting a healthy goal for the new year. And you can really model this um, for them. You can even choose to work on one resolution for the whole family. Absolutely. And resolutions may look different depending on your child's age, obviously, but it can be really fun for them. They may choose something and you can incentivize their goal with like a sticker chart or maybe they're working towards a a reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bribery. Bribery is really great for New Year's (laughs) resolutions. So let's talk a little bit about resolutions for adults and for kids. I thought it would be great to do like a quick refresher on some of the common topics that we talk about. Um, about and make resolutions around. So things like exercise and sleep, nutrition, screen time, and mental health. (laughs) So Dr. Lena, that's a lot to cover in one episode. Maybe there should be one episode for each of these areas. (laughs) So we have done episodes on all of these topics before. Some of them have multiple episodes. So if you want a more in-depth review on any one of these topics, definitely check those out. But Let's start with sleep, because I think this might be one of the most critical and most overlooked things that's important for our health and wellness. I mean, we know that personally, right? When you don't get enough sleep, the next day is very difficult. And for adults, we know we should aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. And for teens, we know eight to 10 hours is ideal. But 70% of teens are not getting this amount. For younger kids, they need even more sleep. And there are certain activities and routines that have been consistently shown to promote and improve sleep. 
Um, And I don't think this comes as a shock to anyone, but it revolves around consistent routines. So same time in bed and same rising times daily, moving your body during the day, limiting screens and light exposure around bedtime, avoiding caffeine and excess sugar in the evening. So using this as a framework, some possible resolutions to propose to improve sleep hygiene may be putting all devices away an hour before bedtime. And for teens or younger kids, this may mean having them charge their devices outside of the bedroom. I love that one. For teenagers, you might want to try to avoid naps during the day after school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't hate me, teens. Um, and instead, push their bedtimes up a little bit and have them wake up at the same time every day, even on the weekends. Um, I know, easier said than done, but sticking to that consistent routine is really important. And keep your bed as a space just for sleeping or reading. By doing other tasks in bed, such as homework or even if you're having a heated debate over text or on the phone, that can start you to associate your bed with outside stressors. And you want it to be a place to be calm and to wind down. Mm -hmm. And one that I personally am always working on, avoiding caffeine afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that afternoon pick me up is sometimes feels like you need it. Um, it's it's what is it? Uh, Short term gain, long term pain. Yeah, because it can last. <laughs> it can last a while, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a great family goal is to prioritize reading together at night before bed, and this can be a special part of the nightly wind down routine, and also have a positive impact on a child's later academic success. This can start with infants, and as kids get older, it is a great time to move from you reading to them to them reading to you or to their younger siblings. Mm-hmm. For older teens or, or older kids, you can start picking out a book like you're going to read together, almost like a little family book club. Um, and so your kid can read the chapter while you read a chapter at night and talk about it at breakfast. Physical activity during the day is also critical to good sleep, but maybe that brings us to our next topic. (laughs) Absolutely. So we know children and adolescents need an hour of physical activity daily, but less than a quarter of kids are consistently getting this recommended amount. So let's definitely take 2024 as an opportunity to work on improving this number. We've done an entire episode on the benefits of sports participation for kids, maybe two episodes. Mm-hmm. For, for both, this is important both for their social, emotional, and physical well being. Consider setting down over the holidays and asking your child to set an activity goal and choose, maybe choose a new sport or activity to register them for. Yeah, you can join a gym as a family. Many gyms have childcare options and pools that offer swim lessons for kids or other classes for them or, or other benefits. And really prioritizing your own fitness as a parent will reflect back on your child, too. So just over Thanksgiving, I ran my first like organized 10K on Thanksgiving Day. And one of my favorite things was like seeing Mira's face as I crossed the finish line and her seeing her go like, run, mommy, run. But, (laughs) you know, like just to see that like they they see you doing that. They get excited about things like that and are more likely to do it in their life, too. Did you also bring her to the donut dash? Because that has other benefits, like, <laughs> like the donut. <laughs> yeah, I we've done that one in the past, but we've usually walked it. So uh-huh. I don't know if it, we don't probably burn as many calories as we eat for that one. <laughs> There's other easy movement resolutions to consider, like cycling to school or work three days a week. And that's a plus for the environment, too. 
Right. Or one that I've been thinking about for us is is really just like taking the dog out for more walks, like maybe doing a walk around the neighborhood in the morning before work or after after dinner, before you guys start doing your bedtime routine, get your family out and moving. That has social benefits, too, because when you take your dog for a walk, you're meeting the neighbors and talking with them and getting more um, connected with your community. Totally. And if you're already active um, and tend to focus on aerobic exercise, then consider adding a resolution to add in two days of strength exercises. Um, did my husband pay you to put that one in here? <laughs> he, he, he didn't. Is he bothering you about that? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's always bothering me about my muscles and how, you know, if I don't build muscle now, it's going to be too late. Uh-huh. So I, the thing about resolutions is you have to want to do it. And I'm still in the <laughs> contemplation phase for that. That's right. Well, let's talk about screen time because you mentioned this a a little when we were talking about sleep resolutions because it's related to that also. But I think most of us feel like we're overly connected to our phones like all the time. Yeah, I mean, really, it feels kind of inescapable these days, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. constantly, at least I am, catching myself like reaching to my phone or like clicking on social media or my email without even really thinking about it. Like, it just feels like it's so second nature. And, and so I think if I had to pick a resolution this year, I would definitely want to work on putting my phone away more. Some other ideas for resolutions surrounding screen time is just to work on setting more consistent expectations and rules around screen use with your family. So as a reminder, the American Academy of Pediatrics screen time recommendations include avoiding screens, aside from like FaceTiming with distant family members, for kids under 18 months old, and ideally really less than two. They say between two and five years, an hour or less of high quality programming. So think about your PBS shows. And then for older kids, they don't give us a specific number, but they say that there should be consistent limits at home. So you should sit down and have this conversation. They say it shouldn't take the place of good sleep at night like we discussed, pro-social activities, so your kids being involved in sports or theater or other clubs, um, and making sure that you teach them about age-appropriate content. A good resolution for a family may be to just sit down together and make a family media use plan. This is really an awesome tool that we've linked on our website. Yeah, so, so definitely check that out. It's nice because it gives you the framework. It'll tell you, like, what time of the day you might say that it's okay to let your your children use screens. So maybe it's while you're making dinner for an hour. Um, it'll say which are the screen-free zones in the house. So maybe you choose like the bedrooms and the dining rooms. And it even does it for each day of the week. So if you wanted to do like an additional hour on Saturday morning for cartoons or on Sunday do a family movie night, like those are all built into. So this is a great place to start. Another good resource is commonsensemedia.org, and you can go there to find age-appropriate content, and even it even has tools for teaching kids about media, media safety, and digital citizenship. So let's talk about nutrition resolutions, mm-hmm. because those ones are always popular, like the cutback on alcohol or sugar. You know, so many people do dry January now where they're mm-hmm. not drinking. Obviously, that doesn't apply to kids, but for us yeah, adults. Just, yeah, we're hoping <laughs> that kids are not using alcohol. The sugar, of course, you know, but the, yeah. the alcohol is a good one to think about for parents, for adults. Mm-hmm. Cutting back on sugar and ultra-processed foods can be for the whole family. And some other easy ones would be to stop buying soda or juice to have at home. I love this one because it's so frequently when I'm talking to families about weight in the office, I'll be like, do you have juice at home? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's such an easy one. Or, or you know, the parents will be concerned and I'll say, well, how are these items coming into the house? Like if there's soda in the house, you can't really blame a kid for wanting to have it. Mm-hmm. So that's a great resolution. And if you're wondering why fruit juice is under attack, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that there's actually very little nutritional benefit to juice. It's very concentrated amounts of sugar and it doesn't have the benefits, the nutritional benefits that whole fruit does. Um, And so really the AAP recommends limiting consumption of fruit juice to ideally none, um, definitely none for under a year of age, um, and then less than four to six ounces for other age groups. Mm -hmm. So we have a whole episode on fruit juice, believe it or not, as well. (laughs) And as a vegetarian, I'm a big fan of Meatless Monday. Um, We also did an episode covering the health benefits of a vegetarian diet. And I know this can seem daunting to some, but... You know, after doing this for years, and then my wife wanting to be vegan, and then being low-fat vegan with whole grains, and then having people who are gluten-free come over, it can seem like there's nothing that's available to eat. But trust me, once you start doing this, you will collect a whole a whole binder full of recipes. You'll have a whole bunch of options. You just got to figure it out, and you got to start somewhere. For younger kids, a great resolution may be encouraging them to set a goal for trying a new fruit or vegetable every week. You can make this fun and create a list. So at the end of the year, they see how many different fruits and vegetables they've tried over the past year. And this is something that we've talked about in our previous picky eating episodes because it's definitely like a helpful trick, right? If they come with you to the grocery store in the produce aisle, they pick out something they want to try. They can help you prepare it. Um, this is a great, easy one for kids. Let's also talk about some important safety resolutions that parents could consider. Mm, I hadn't really thought about a safety resolution, but I like that. I think something like even as easy as finally signing up for that CPR class that you've been planning on taking or finally enrolling your child for swim lessons or putting up that fence around your pool, Mm -hmm. those are all worthwhile. Right, or researching your car seat and ensuring it's installed properly and your kid remains in the appropriate seat for as long as possible. In California, where we live, that's a rear-facing car seat until at least two years of age, but most seats can continue to have them rear-facing until at least three years of age. Or if you live at my house, like Mira's going to go to college rear-facing in a car seat. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to love that poor kid. (laughs) Um, Another thing could be to do a New Year's safety sweep of your home, right? Especially if you have those younger kids that are just crawling around. They're putting everything in their mouth. They're getting into all kinds of trouble. You want to make sure all of your medications, your cleaning supplies, your small toys with button batteries are out of reach or locked up. I like those resolutions, and they seem really easier to keep in some ways. And also consider obtaining naloxone, the Narcan, and this is the opioid reversal agent that we discussed in a previous episode. Keep this on hand in case you come across anybody who might have overdosed. Mm-hmm. That's a great one, too. And I think we can end with probably the most important resolutions of all, the ones that surround our mental health, developing gratitude, the ones that Dean and I cannot suggest for you. It needs to come from within yourself. um, And it might take a little bit more reflecting. Um, It might be something like finally finding that therapist and making your first appointment. Mm -hmm. Or keeping a journal with one thing that you're grateful for each day. Or incorporating a family dinner routine where everyone shares one high and one low point from their day. Mm -hmm. Or finally getting that babysitter and committing to a date night, maybe once a month. 
Mm-hmm. Or sitting down with your partner to reassign some of the household responsibilities and more evenly divide the load amongst you mm-hmm. two. Communication is key there. <laughs> yeah, And mm-hmm. maybe it's adopting that pet that you've always wanted. Or taking those piano lessons or prioritizing reconnecting with old friends or loved ones. Yeah, something. sometimes it's just taking one small step towards finding more meaning and appreciation in your day-to-day life. Right. And while we all tend to think of the exercise or the nutrition first when we think of New Year's resolutions, these other ones, the ones that really get down to the heart of what your life's priorities are and what really means the most to you, those are really the most important. So as we enter 2024, and believe it or not, five years of podcasting. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. We are so grateful for our community of listeners and look forward to continuing to learn and grow together. But Dr. Dean, I'm curious, have you put any thought into your personal 2024 resolutions? You know, like I said, I, I think about continuous resolutions. I'm always, I'm, I, I'm always striving to be a better person and a constant one that is like trying to be more patient on the phone when I'm being paged <laughs> on call. And I, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to achieve that one. How about you? Um, I would say that mine, like I mentioned earlier, are putting the phone away more. So I think I ideally want to get to a place where I come home from work at, you know, 6 p.m. and I don't look at it again until 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. That That's my, like, ideal. Like, put it in a drawer or, you know, put it somewhere on Do Not Disturb and just be present with my family. Um, the other big one for, like, my kind of wellness one is that, like, I just get so much joy out of travel and doing things like that. So... I told Tom I'm going to start creating like a family shared calendar and put on like, you know, plan our one big trip so we can start thinking about that and look forward to that and plan a few other weekend trips sort of so we have fun things to look forward to throughout the year. Well, in 2023, you did a great job with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. So it'll be fun to look forward to. So that reminds me, did you hear about the guy whose New Year's resolution was to give up club sandwiches? (laughs) No. It didn't work because he couldn't give up a cold turkey. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the better ones, I think. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Maybe my resolution would be to tell better jokes next year. (laughs) (laughs) That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital. Thank you.